I am TJ Stolzenberg. And I'm James Yevon. And this is episode number 22. Cano and Clemens! Cano and Clemens, baby. Not uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. No, no. But it was also me. I wore 22 for football. 22 is my favorite number of all time. Really? It is, yes. What, what about the symmetry? Just just 22. Also, I was born. My birthday is on the 22nd, which oh, we will get involved in. We will be talking about that because today is the birthday bash episode. Hey-o! James, how old are you turning? I'm uh, 24. 24 years young. Ugh. I know. I feel so old right now. I'm, uh, ready. I'm ready for my little cane. Just uh, like that. Life is over, bud. I'm 28, and I'm ancient. It's over. 30 is right there. The ceiling is right there. You yeah. still have... You're not even a quarter century yet. Almost. Next year, I will be, though. <laughs> How about that, bud? I know. Time flies. Time flies. 24 years old. Yes, sir. Let's have some fun on your birthday. Of course. And that means we're going to talk about some fun things. Before we talk about Yankees, which, of course, we're going to talk about, because if any of you out there are following us and following the Yankees live, last night was... Oh, my goodness gracious. One of the games for the ages. One of the most memorable games I've seen in a very long time. Very long time. Uh, Literally, there were five lead changes in the last... uh, Two or three innings. Five lead changes, six run comeback, blown saves left and right. There was a blown save in the top of the eighth, the bottom of the eighth, top of the ninth, bottom Bottom of the ninth. That is hasn't happened. It only happened twice in the last forty years. Yeah, we're digressing right now. We are so digressing. We're trying not to talk about. But anyway, we will. But before we actually want to start off with a little bit of the the dating life, I actually want to lead off with that. You talk to me. Tell me, has anything uh, been going on with that? No. Pretty much single, pretty much my entire life. But I do have something to say about dating apps, you know. Mm. The Tinder, the Bumble, the Hinge, the Clover, the whatever the wow. hell you go on. I can name like a couple wow. of them like I that. Did, I mean, I'm like, I'm like old when it comes to like these apps. Like I'm like the next gen or I'm like the old gen. I'm the next gen. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're next gen. I know there's Tinder. Yep. And, I, and I've heard of Bumble. Yep, Bumble it, is it, when the girl's supposed to message you first. Oh, how about that? Know, like so, an old school square dance. So basically, if the girl messages you first, obviously you feel good about it. Right. Man, that's some confidence right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Bumble's about girls messaging first. Yeah, and the other dating apps, I, I know. I only use three. I only use Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. That's pretty much it. What is Hinge all about? What's Hinge is pretty much the same, except it's like a more, not like a... You know that kind of thing. <laughs> it's more like a. It's more like a trying to find new people, like maybe getting make connections, make and connections, and okay, you know. Right. You know. So <laughs> I will say this: uh, as you want to go with this, uh, I think guys and girls are looking for a little bit of this when it comes to dating apps. Every everyone is looking for a little bit of that. You know, yeah. sometimes they get bored. They need to have a little bit of excitement, especially since we live in a crummy state of Connecticut. Yeah, and uh, the live scene is not really popping. You know, you go to a bar in any other major city, the odds are you're going to find a decent or nice girl to talk to or hang out with. Exactly. Here, um... Uh, Yeah, nothing. Yeah. You have Hartford and New Haven. Yeah. And that's that's the best you could do. The lucky ones are already taken. Yep. And, uh, the the men (laughs) like you, and, uh, once me, I just have to say, the fight is real. Yes. And obviously... You guys know, you know of my shitty stories that happen left and right. Indeed, indeed. And uh, speaking of some of those shitty stories, uh, just for a little birthday roast, I just want to have a little bit of fun here. I've always wanted to be roasted. I just want to say it's it's more like truths and realities and beautiful things about you, James, because they're they're positive. You know, I can take it, man. I can (laughs) definitely take it. I I love your heart because. First of all, in the last two months, I've watched you fall in and out of love more times than the Yankees have home runs this year. I know. I just just want to say, never have I ever watched someone so passionately dive headfirst, no, sorry, face first into his relationships. And ladies, this is a quality you want in your man. He's not half-assing. He ain't. Hoffa Assen. I am playing game. Oh! oh! Whoa! Hey! <laughs> Someone will get that. He's, Probably me. <laughs> he's all the way. He, he is all or nothing, ladies. And uh, I believe it was, you know, we're not going to say names. We're not going to bring up uh, specific things. I'd rather not do that. Of course not. Of course not. But 
the concepts uh, we, we discuss all the time, and I want to applaud you for your, not only bravery to bring it up, because hey, it's, it's a jungle out there. We live in a completely different generation. You know, we're, we live in a generation where the lack of communication apparently is the new norm. No, 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 no. Even, even, even I am falling victim, or I am the predator. I it wasn't even, it wasn't even guy. my intention to no. point it at you, but it just happened to. He was talking about uh, the opposite sex, but it also happens in friendships too. We, and even me, I'm 28, and I grew up in a world where all I had to do was just do a quick couple pitter-patters with my thumb, and all of a sudden my friend knew what I was thinking. Do you even remember the days, James, where you had to call the house? Of course. The landline? The and landline. Then, and then if you want to ask, like, yeah, I want to hang out with uh, with John today. And then and then either the mother, the, the father, or yeah. a grandparent, you'd be like, who is this? I'd be like, oh, I don't right, know. Right, right. And then there's that moment. It's like, oh, they're not here right now. Like, like, you had to you had to be lucky enough to line up and have them even be home to receive the phone call. Yeah, can I be like, uh, can I take a message? Can I say, this is James, he wants to hang out with your kid, grandkid, whatever the hell. <laughs> but that's, that's seriously, times have changed. Availability is almost becoming weirdly toxic. It's, it's kind of off, like it how is, toxic it's, it's, it is. It is off, James. Let's actually expand upon that because there's something not natural about not having to earn the relationship. I always make jokes about dogs and cats. Okay. I'm sure there's dog lovers out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a cat guy. I'm a cat guy. Yes. Cats, you've got to earn their relationship. Pretty much. They're going to love you when they want to be loved and then tell you to bleep off. Dogs. Wow, I'm surprised you haven't swore that time. For- <laughs> I'm holding back today. It's yeah, I'm going to try I'm going to try my best to hold back except for that little uh Explicit that happened a little bit earlier. I don't even know. I just slid it in there so ever gently. Okay. Kitty cats are earners. You, you, the relationship is raw, real, but it's on their terms. A dog is just going to follow you no matter what. I don't want to say it gets boring, but a dog, you know what you're going to get. Love. Exactly. It's like that's the metaphor for our generation. Now we're bored. It's like love isn't enough. Like, it's like, well, how much more can you possibly need? Yeah, like the idea of true love, I think, is getting lost, and it is very rare. And the fact that we have so much available. Now, let's not only talk about just reaching out to a female. Let's talk about pornography. It's there, pretty much. People, like, I know, I'll admit, when I was a young teen and a young lad, the internet was on fire, and... Downloading, so like there's LimeWire, there was all these things, like just uh, a couple clicks of the button, and all of a sudden you had like uh, specific things. <laughs> yeah, specific things. What that am we're not I good at. in the mood for today? And that's weird. That's 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 not how it's supposed to go. Nope. I just remember the days of buying like Playboys or like a, or Hustlers, a those magazine. Kind of magazine. A oh. magazine, and then you're like, oh man, I'm not old enough to Pictures. buy this. Pictures. It was it was <laughs> cool. It was like you know risque and. I just feel like gone are those days where that we we actually could be excited from a picture. Now it's like we're so disconnected that we don't even get connected when we're physically touching one another. I feel like I feel like this is a little side note and a sidetrack and a total digress, but I will say well this. Worth I will say this. The connection to your dating sites that you're talking about and how easy it is and what people are searching for, which what you mentioned, yeah, we don't even know. What no we're one, no, for. no one knows. See, here's the thing. The only reason why I got into this dating apps is because sometimes I just do not know what I want. Or my friends, they push me. It's like, oh yeah, James, you should get this. You should get that, and see what happens from there, and all that. Maybe you get lucky, and all that. Yeah, that's pretty much what it takes. Yeah, think of what happens in the female perspective. And you probably the, think of the same thing. It's too. the exact same thing. At first, I bet like we all thought, you know, oh, I'm gonna courtship this female and escort her along the eve. No, these uh-huh. ladies are also in the jungle as well. They want to have fun too, and they want to have fun sometimes a lot more than we do. And uh, that's scary. That is scary. And to to know this, these dating sites sometimes are like a feeding frenzy because it's inverse. Guys, you know, we have to earn. We have to try to gather a woman's attention we have to get them we have to catch capture that yeah pretty much girls are like next next 
next. And it's beginning. It's getting bad because I feel like you know, even on maybe some of your dates with some of these girls, if they have a mini checklist in their head of all these things, and you match seven of them, but all of a sudden they, God forbid, come across one thing where you're a little different. I feel like they're just so ready to be like next because it's too easy for them, too available. All of a sudden, go back up on the website, find another dude. It's just like, it's it's softening and like almost making it uh, unrealistic. Yeah, girls are, are look. It's like, what are you actually using this site for? Are you here to find your husband or find your? Find your sugar daddy? What is it? <laughs> Just tell me what you want me what to do. What do you want? See, that's the one problem is sometimes they don't tell you what they, what they want and it becomes annoying and then yeah. you have all these thousand things in, in, my, in your mind. You don't know what's going to happen. And also, I kind of want to bring up an analogy that I talked with a coworker today. Yeah. They think of uh, the dating apps as similar to as, you know, when you look at the picture at McDonald's, like you want the Big Mac. You're like, oh, yeah, it looks so good. Oh, my and goodness. Then you get, and then you get it and it looks and like a pile a of shit. <laughs> Yes, the pictures are just the soft buns are so glistening in that photo. Everything looks so good. And the then meat you, looks good. And then you're left with, what the fuck is this? A wrapped up greasy piece of poop. I know. And yeah, it's not as advertised, like you said. That's actually a great metaphor. Uh, unfortunately, I will say this. Ladies, you're not really fooling anybody. I you, can sense when something is off. You'll take these pictures sometimes. With these angles. Yes. Oh, yeah, like this little angle. Like, oh, yeah, and this, this, this lighting is good. Use your face just right to capture that one moment where you kind of look like Jennifer Anderson, but not really. I'll let them have their moment. All right, all right. You got to give it that way. Wait, I don't mean to butt brush your bubble, but we know we're not anything special either. I'm just saying. Are you kidding me? <laughs> maybe we are. I, I, I try everything I can to be special. <laughs> I don't try. And I'm special. I should not try. That's exactly <laughs> what I got. That's do. what it is, bud. Because if I think if you don't try, then all of a sudden you not trying is more you than you're being. If you're trying, you're not being. Exactly. And if you're not being you, you're not going to attract the girl that was meant to be for you. The idea of you, maybe, or the idea of what the girl's looking at. And that, my friends, is the birthing advice of the day. Courtesy of my wonderful snack. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hungry man. I got to keep feeding him. Yes. And James is an interesting character. What we were just talking about, I actually wrote it down in details. Like, James yeah. is a man, and this is an homage, because this is his birthday, and you got to make fun of him a little bit. He can tell you do I need to eat? Do I need to eat this while it's happening? Chomp away. All right. Fine. Make loud plastic noises. Plastic, plastic. He can tell you who won and who lost, if you've seen two podcasts ago, every World Series... From way before he's born. But the funny thing is, just like the rest of us, he can't seem to figure out the great mystery of the female. I don't know. I'm still learning. I know... I'm always learning, obviously. It's like we can memorize all the positions and stats, but it's like this innate thing where you're building with Play-Doh, with one another. Communication, execution... And then being able to admit when you make a mistake and making a positive of it by learning what not to do next time. See, that's pretty much what my relationships have been consisting of. Yes. Lots of mistakes. The four in two months. Who that big mistake. <laughs> you cared deeply, James, and I admire you. Well, they let, well, here's the thing. Sometimes they lead you on. That's the thing that annoys me. Well, to be led on, you're... One, La- allowing it allowing to be led and here's the thing I'm telling you James okay you're the leader big time leader <laughs> <laughs> you decide you decide oh I always, think of it this way I, I I there's been times where I've laid down the hammer I'd be like okay what the hell is going on something's not right and then a result happens and whether it be one you didn't want it actually might end up being the thing you needed because it works out in if, you, if the girl is BSing you about something it, it either cuts to the chase and gets you a real answer out of them but you never walk into a room not alpha yeah I learned that from Brian Lasota. I always shout out to him and I always say that same line never walk in without control and if it's a dating site it's like what do you have to lose it's like do you really honestly like you could Poop your pants. And this girl, this girl doesn't know who you are. You're meeting for the very first time. 
and yes, we want to impress and we want to like <laughs> be awesome and all of a sudden, but like, as soon as I know I start to try, I'm not. So I'm not who I actually am. Let me tell you what I admire though, James. Okay. I admire the goals that you set for yourself. I admire the way that you have taken your path, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. You're courageous. I myself think I was the only one in my friend group who is still doing that thing where I'm the quote-unquote struggling artist, and I have yet to give in. I have a tough job on the side bartending, and I still dream to go to auditions, and I still do a podcast, and I still love to do stand-up, and I'm still fighting that good fight. You, you know, I don't want to say I see myself in you because I just, in a way, it's it's re- well, slightly struggling artist, but I don't want to say that. Because but I'm, it's I refreshing to, to see someone. But it's good to admit it's not like a struggle. That's a little bit too dramatic. No, it's more like um, just trying to find myself. You know, correct. Changing careers, going from teaching. You know, I was teaching five year olds like two years, two to three years ago, and That's here I am. Difference. Here I am doing this, doing this, and this you love. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm psyched to do this. You know, this is like, after this, after I put everything on Adobe Premiere and put it on YouTube, I keep on saying to myself, when are we doing the next episode? That's literally what goes through my mind. And you know what? You want to know why? Because this is not work. We. This is fun. This is fun work. Think of it that way. We want to bust our butts so we don't have to work a day in our lives, quote unquote, from something somewhere. But I admire that in you, James. And I'm refreshed because my fight sometimes gets a little stale you know all of a sudden I feel like I'm the only one a lot of my friends are at places in life where they're moving forward they have gotten married even some of them are starting to have kids I know it's insane and and that's you know your friend groups that age you're maybe like five six years behind that but I'm watching these people do adult things and be adults and I still feel like the kid sometimes that is Dreaming too big a dream, but you know what? Hell no. I know, I know exactly. Hell what you no. Mean. Think of it this way: there's kids in my grades that, are, like you said, they're getting married. They're yeah. getting married at 23, 24 years old, and I'm like saying to myself, "I'm like, holy crap! I'm not even ready for this." That is for some, not for all. I just know it's not for me. I know yet, yet, yet. yet. I plan on having a wife, having some wonderful kids, and also Absolutely. eventually doing a job that I love. At the precise time it is meant to be, it will be exactly. That is how no I see. Rush. See, here's the thing. There's no need to rush anything, but especially for me, I know my mom got married at around 25, so I'm like, oh man, I'm close to that. Well, a part of you also knows, hey, like, I don't want to, I want to live my 20s. I want to know and check all those boxes and metaphorically think, I searched all the caverns of this crazy cave we call the world, and I want to like know first before I take a seat and quote unquote settle down. Exactly. But I feel like all that in with you too, man. Our passion will lead us there. If we do what we do and we start getting better at it, as long as you're doing something and if you love doing it, it's just going to pour out, man. It's just going to happen. Exactly. We want to do research. We want to sit in front of this thing. I love doing this. This Think of it this way. This is who I am in real life. You really think about it. Yeah. And uh, the idea of a podcast, granted, it's like a 2000s and a 2010s thing. I'm so happy podcasts have been created because think about it. Before podcasts, people would perform all the time, all the way. It wasn't ever just a conversation. Yeah. You know, getting a glimpse inside a moment with two human beings just hashing shit out, beep, and hashing yeah. life and figuring it out. And that's actually what I was about to say, man. Okay, what we got? The drama that's been following you. <laughs> drama. Drama. I know. This is such drama. The now. drama that's been following you. Uh, it's been ups. It's been downs. It's been a roller coaster. It's been odd. Odd to say the odd. least. Let's just say this. You know how many times I told you that I think whatever's been going on my story should end up into a fucking TV show? Because I'm pretty sure that's how much it's been going on. He said it. A fucking TV show. Beep, beep. I will say this. It's drama. It's real. It's good drama, apparently, that gets views. Maybe at his expense, but also, I hope you guys at home are learning something or two. Don't do what I do. <laughs> do the opposite. Do the absolute opposite. <laughs> go out there. Actually, go out there. Do everything organically. If you have Tinder, Organic. Bumble, or whatever the whatever the hell you have. Delete it. Trust me. Delete it. You'll feel so much better. And also, I will say this. Good thing we're into sports, James. You want to know why? Because I'm often saying sports is the greatest drama 
that there is. Absolutely. And I will say you and your story has probably been the greatest drama <laughs> that has ever been. Wow, it's not even about sports. It's more towards the life aspect. Hey, it might be. It might be uh, documents, documents, paper. But I will say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this little homage to James with this because in all honesty... Really? I thought you had three pages of it. I re- I've been skipping around because it's, it has to flow. Okay, I have like I 10 it. more bullet points that I might just share for a little bit every episode. Fine, you can do that then. But like this, I will say this. You got to give the man respect. Because not only is he admitting some uncomfortable things, but he's out there on the front lines. On I, Bumble, on dating. The, I he's it. out there, man. I he's trying. And granted, whether we're laughing at you or laughing with you, James, you had the courage to hey, tell us. Hey, I laugh at myself. Think you this had way. the courage to tell us. You are fighting the good fight, and you fight with passion and fury. And often, you remind me of what happens when Brett Gardner <laughs> has a yes. bullshit called Strike 3 called on him. That kind of passion, that, that be, kind of fury. That would definitely be me if you think about it. <laughs> That's James. So I'm often glad all you have to throw around here is a notebook or a few pieces of paper because if there was a baseball bat, I'd fear for my life. What, me? You think I would keep... <laughs> I could see it, James. I could see it. Wait, you kidding me? I'd be like I'd be like Brett Garner, except hit I'd try my best not to bust my <laughs> lip open. Hit himself in the face. <laughs> Oopsie. Well, I want to say just you're brave, man, and we, I, your co-host, and yeah. also we, the people listening, admire and appreciate your honesty. Thank you. So thank you. Never stop being that. Let's just hope I don't get uh don't get like text messages after <laughs> this. Let's hope you do. So that way it could be the topic. For the next episode. <laughs> or your doorway in. Oh. To the next fun night out. That is also true. There's only so many chin positions I can do. Mm-hmm. We're going to move to something. This is my post. Oh, we're going to definitely put that in the YouTube video. We're just going to go like that. Point. Stare. Stop and stare. Rock and roll! Speaking of stopping and staring, this was a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. Gotta love James for that. We want to go with some lighter stuff. And there is quite light, delightful things that happened in our Yankee world last night. Oh my goodness. First of all, all right, before we talk about best game of the year so far. Best game of the year. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't know. It might be the best game I've seen in... Two, it's been two years. I think the the this is the best game I've seen. The last best game was when we were down four nothing against the Houston Astros in the playoffs, yes. and we came back and beat them. Yes. So two still, years. Yeah. yeah. So about two years. Still vividly remember Gary Sanchez that two run double, being jumping up and down, screaming. My sister telling me to shut the fuck up, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Gary Sanchez, just give the Yankees some life. Gary Sanchez. Speaking of Gary, uh, when was the last time he had a hit? That was... Uh, he was in a like a 9 for like 80 like rut or something like Eesh. that. And one of the main things is probably he was injured. He's just been put on the IL, and it seems as if there might have been something going on. With the groin, which was the same problem he had last year. The groin is important. It's a part of your core. It's a part of your power when you're swinging and running and crouching as a catcher. Yeah. So, God forbid. Yeah, I was listening to the uh, Rob Dibble show earlier, and they were talking about how probably him squatting so much yeah. is probably definitely one of the reasons why he hurt himself. Hurt his growing. And so. I'm not trying to make fun of him, but he also is actually stopping balls in the dirt this year, so maybe his little... He's not used to actually moving. Yeah. And use it. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. I'm making fun yeah. of him saying he's lazy. but Yeah, he, but here's he, the thing. He is hurt, and it sucks because we love him. We miss that bat in that line. You know what does You know what does suck, too? That 9 for 80 run. The Gary Sanchez haters slowly yeah. starting to come back. We get it. You guys are just going to flow with the wind. Wherever the smell of shit is, it stinks, and you're there to be there. Gary Sanchez. People that complain about is the best catcher right now. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. He's far superior than JT Realmuto. Give me another and catcher. Wilson Contreras. That's pretty much the only guys I can think of. Because Yadier like, Molina's Yadier older. Molina's fallen off. Molina's older. Buster Posey's not the same anymore. It's like they're not even that... Okay, they're lucky if they're batting 265. And honestly, you're lucky if they have double-digit home runs. Gary Sanchez, we are spoiled rotten with that bat. We deserve... We de- even we de- with his ruts... He's better than 
any other catcher. He got snubbed for Rookie of the Year, by the way. You know how many times I've said that? He hit that 20 home runs in like 40 games or something Literally in like a month, he had like 20 home runs. It was unreal. And he didn't get get Rookie of the Year. I don't don't understand that. Is there some kind of requirement where you have to have a certain amount of at-bats? I don't know. Once you ask Otani, who got Rookie of the Year, which I still think that's absolute bullshit. At the age of what, 30-something? I don't know. Actually, he's definitely not that old. But he's not a true rookie. Like he played, he, profe- play, he played professionally in Japan, Japan, but this is like his first year in the United States. But then again, you Respect. saying Otani didn't deserve I'm Rookie saying, of the Year, it's almost similar to saying Ichiro didn't deserve Rookie of the Year. I don't want to say he didn't deserve Rookie of the Year, he definitely deserved an award. Yeah, but, but it's not like they're rookies. I just, they're play, play, pro- wait, I'll rescind because I'll say this, American baseball is different than Japanese baseball. It's the best hitters in the world. So if you can do it in America, and best pitchers. So yep. if you can do it in America and it's your first time there, you're a rookie, even if you're 50. So I will say, it just there has to be an at-bat minimum because that's the only reason why Gary Sanchez, who was the top story for the entire two months, he who was hitting home almost, runs. Who literally almost led the, the the lowly Yankees to the postseason. They were yeah. this co- they were this close to making it, but then they I think they. Like in the last like week or two, I do season. remember that actually. That was brutal. They couldn't just get one freaking win when they needed it at the end. Yeah, but <laughs> but think of it this way: that lowly Yankee season led to bigger things like labor, where we are now, and a month's rental of or a few months rental of Aroldis Chapman, who eventually came back. That was great. What a deal. Give him to the Cubs. We'll go win a World Series, guys. We'll take it, we'll take it back. Take it right back. <laughs> but anyway, okay, boy. Okay, all right. Really digressing there. We I'm will sorry. say this. Last night, <clears throat> the Yankee game last night. I'm oh, gonna, oh, my goodness. I don't even know. James, so James, you fell asleep when it was? It was 8-2. to two. Domingo Herman did not have it. That fastball, he had no Yikes. command. That, literally, that curveball was not as sharp as it was. Obviously, giving up those home runs to Polanco, Cruz, and eventually Sano hit up. Titanic bomb. He hit two eventually. Yeah. Bomb, bomb. Domingo, that ball was hanging. That uh, fastball wasn't moving. I think that I think that start yesterday should definitely be the red flag for starting pitching. It's weird because, you know, he all of a sudden goes 7-1 and one with like a sub-3 ERA. And then he has one extremely bad... Poor, poor outing. Very bad outing. So it's all going to come down to his next outing. That... I think will determine. I still believe in him, by the way. I, mean, I do too. Kid, this kid is absolutely sharp. His stuff is sick, but when his stuff isn't on, he can't he, adjust yet. Isn't that like any other pitcher, though? Yeah. When they have it, they have it. And when they don't, you know when they're No, off. because sometimes veteran pitchers like a CC, who a lot of his pitches aren't very sharp anymore, they are crafty. They will work with what they have, but him, Domingo Armand, still young. He doesn't know what to do when he doesn't have his lights out stuff. Yep, I know. He's still trying to figure it out, obviously. I think yeah. he's like a year or two older than me, so. Yeah, no, he's still, we're all babies. <laughs> I know. But I will say his next start is going to determine what type of, not only man he is, but like how he responds to getting his teeth kicked in. He usually knows how well he responds. Like, what is it? That first start back from the IL. Yep. He gave up that first pitch first home pitch. run. Bam. Jeff McNeil. Yep. Settled down nicely. After Literally got that. the next like however many people and out. And like around. I said, don't count out the Mets' offense. Like, yeah, they have McNeil, they have Conforto, they have Cano starting to hit now. All of a sudden, Cano just had three home runs yesterday. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, I think I still believe in Herman. I think he's gonna be fine. I do too. I do too. So the point was, you know, you gave up a crap ton of runs, and all of a sudden it's eight to two. I remember it was five to two. So no, yeah. it's the three run bomb. Makes then it became eight to two. two. It's I like fell asleep. Uh, now I'm like I fell asleep. I'm like. You know it is because I had a vibe that usually I have a vibe when I know they're going to come back and when I didn't think they were going to come back. Last night, I felt like they were going to come back for yeah. some reason. But you know, it's because also we were saying this yesterday, they're a little slow out of the gates, the Yankees. Like the all-star break gates, that is. You know, it's funny how we say they're slow out of the gates, but they've won every series right. since the all-star well, break. And we're, we're not happy with that. We need <laughs> undefeated, never lost. Yeah. But we... We are losing a couple of games where we normally wouldn't. There was a Chapman blown save or a couple of them. Things like that. We were like, all right, all right, let's get these out of the system. Okay. But we will say this. 8-2, to two, the Yankees we need them to be are the ones that never give up. Quote by Aaron Boone. They are ultimate competitors. The manager of the year. Or he should be considered manager of the year. Especially, like what James was saying, 
he has done what he's done with the pieces he's had and had to shift them around non-stop, up and down, triple-A, majors, triple-A, majors, injuries, injuries, injuries. I've never seen like a group of replacements like handle themselves a lot better like these guys have. That has to be a reflection upon the manager. It has to be. It, I mean, either it has to, it's a reflection on the manager because of their confidence, or it maybe it's a reflection on the player itself. Player itself, definitely as well. You know, Gio Urshela blowing us away, still blowing us away. The dude was batting 225 for his career. Now he's batting yeah. 300 and he has 10 home runs. Yeah. And uh, by the way, you know how many home runs he had in his career before he joined the pinstripes? He had eight. Wow. <laughs> wow. How impressive is that? And then you got like, uh, then you have the Cameron Mabins. It's Cameron Mabin. The similar. Mike, Mike Talkman. <laughs> Mike Talkman, the Sockman, man. Talkman, the Sockman. Dude, that. The dude's been unbelievable, yeah. by the way. Everyone's like, why pick Talkman over Clint Frazier? Well, Talkman proved why he's better than Clint Frazier. So. Also, he faces the music when it's time to face the music. <clears throat> As he always does. I will say this. Last night, 8-2. You think it's over. DD. 8-5. All of a sudden, bing. You're like, okay, all right. They're back into the we game. We got a pulse. Next inning, we give up another run. So now it's nine to five. Yeah, like, oh, you okay. never, you always start to get momentum back, and all of a sudden, eh, it's chopped back down a little bit. Yeah. So it's just too far away. And then the eighth inning happened. Then the eighth inning happened. The magic of the eighth inning. Dick, 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 dick. Bombs.coms everywhere. You know how many fly balls I thought were going to get out, but they were like literally like as high as possible and then yep. drops down like that. If this is the wall. It would skim the top of the wall and come down. Max judge Gettler, happened to anyone. Judge. Happened to Talkman. Happened, happened to, to Didi. Didi. Yep. All Went of them. five for five that game, by the All way. All of them. And remember, I heard this. I heard that you guys. Listen to him, Listen to him ladies and gentlemen. I heard that you guys were uh, booing Sir Didi mm. last week because he was in a little bit of a rut. First of all, you could boo Jacoby Ellsbury. You yes. You could boo. Ben Hell, you can boo whoever the hell you want. Do not fucking dare boost Didi Gregorius. Didi is Sir Didi, and you'll address him as such. He is Sir Didi for a reason. Remember the guy who saved your ass in the wild card game in 2017 with that three-run bomb? Remember his the 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 25 home runs he had in the back-to-back -back seasons, not to mention replacing the shoes of Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, the captain. He had to replace the captain. And you couldn't find a much better replacement. And Seriously! My God, does he have a great smile, too. Oh, yeah, he has the... Was it? My sister thinks he's cute, by the way. He saw, <laughs> he saw the game. He, she saw the game yesterday. He's like, who's this guy? He's like, oh, yeah, that's Didi Gregorius. He's from the Netherlands. He's like, wait, what? Yeah, he is. <laughs> I, he's got <laughs> such flow, too. When he hit, when he hits a bomb... I like love... flip. I love the it's bat like, flip. <laughs> it's, like, so, like, perfect but, and, like, circular and just... My, oh. fav my favorite is uh, that Grand Slam he hit last week. Oh, my God. When he hit that Grand Slam, it's like, oh, you're like 0-2 pitch. You're like, uh-oh. You probably think he's going to strike out. If he, gets, if he strikes out, the boobs are going to be like no other. And next thing you know, yeah. Whoa! It's like when you're happy for him and you're happy for him, you know, cheer the whole time. And I then support him when he needs it. Like, he's earned the right to not get booed. Absolutely. Like, DD, Gary Sanchez. How dare you, How by the way? How dare you? How dare you? Stan, okay, Stanton was kind of understandable. You got to think of it this he way. He hasn't really earned his pinstripes yet. No, nope, so. not yet. Maybe that'll change, though. He's still, you know, doing whatever, but he's played nine think, games this year. I think the only thing that I would be the most livid is if I see anyone boo Aaron Judge. Oh, no, no, if no. If anyone does that, take those Yankee pinstripes off because you're not, a fan. you're not a fan. Can't happen. Won't happen. Everyone's, uh, like, complaining that because he strikes out so much. Uh... Have you seen some of his strikeouts? They're literally below the knee. Literally, the side angle. He is six foot what? Six, six foot, foot seven, 280 pounds. Yes. Umpires. The ball at his shin is like two and a half feet away from the average person's. His strike zone is much bigger. We get it. But you are screwing him over. So many balls are just not hittable. And... What we're waiting for is our boy to stand up to let it out. Flip out, flip out by the way, because think of it this way. Uh, you got a 6'7 guy pissed off at yeah. you. Yeah. Prepare for your day to be He's ruined. the judge, jury, and executioner. Pretty much. The it's next just like he's so very Jeter-esque in his calm demeanor. I have to respect that, honestly, because... As do I. 
I, as many pitches have I seen been called for strikes, I would have lost it. At yeah. least, like, maybe all of those times. That's the entire game of baseball, though, because you literally have another at-bat in, a, in like, 20 minutes to a half hour, and you got to play in the field. You cannot carry anything to the next moment. No, nope, he doesn't. He doesn't. That's why you see a lot of these dudes just calm, cool as a cucumber, but then just sometimes you have absolute eruptions because it just becomes too much. Maybe Aaron Boone's eruption when he was yelling about the Savages the other day. Best thing to ever happen this season, by the way. Yes. That was absolutely beautiful. These guys are fucking savages in that butt. So fucking be better. He didn't like be threaten better. his life. He literally just said, just be better. be better. And then, you know what was more bullshit? When he got that one game suspension, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. The yeah. dude didn't even do anything. There was no contact. He literally just said to his face, just get better at umpiring. Right. And the fact that he was a rookie umpire, what, are we trying to get soft on these rookie umpires now? Like, the game of baseball cannot be taken over by machines and uh, fair foul calls by computers and cameras because we need that human element of anger and passion and blown calls and just so much, what? Are you fucking kidding me? That was seven feet outside. I'll never forget the way it feels when... The ball is actually two feet outside, unhittable. And to people sitting over there, your teammates, the other team, it just looks like a strike because it goes right across at your belt. Of course. But only you know how terrible of a call that was. And you turn around and you have no support from your teammates and you're freaking out the umpire. That passion you got to carry to the next at bat. And there's something I want to, I'm using this for a reason. Mike Talkman, uh, in the game after the. Lead had changed multiple times, multiple times. Roller coaster. We're down by two runs in the top of the ninth inning, and there's two outs. A ball was 11 feet outside, and Talkman, they called a strike on Talkman. Now, he could have lost his shit, but he didn't. He didn't. He put a great at bat together. He walked. He walked. Leading to Aaron the her- Hicks. The, the hero. Former team, Aaron Hicks, says, Guess what? You miss me yet, motherfucker? Bye-bye. Left field made it 12 to 11. Once again, our spirits are high. Oh. Everything feels great because, yes. you know, he's been on fire recently. Think yeah. of it this way. Aaron Hicks is actually starting to be to be productive. Just a matter of time. His batting average is like 230. We knew it was coming back. It's getting, it's creeping, getting, creeping, it's creeping. getting better. And also, you can't leave out his defense, which we, we will mention in about a minute or so. How about right now? Fair enough. We tie. We take the the. the we lead. take the lead in the top of the ninth, and then Chapman, Chapman blows, blows it. it. He, they have bases loaded, nobody out, and you only give up one run. Tie ball game again. So we're there again in the moment, and it's the tenth, and uh, our boy Glaber Torres takes the lead. I'm telling you, it's your jersey. I Dude. think you provided a spark to him. I bought that jersey, and all of a sudden, he's got like 13 game-winning hits. Yep. And, and noticing he's hitting with 3-0 counts very often. That's a great sign. He's been making. He's been. He's been having a much better at bats. Oh god, yeah. much better. He's at-bats. not hitting any junk. He's letting that ball go, and he's aggressive. Three zero. He's making at bats. If though. he gets his pitch, he hits it too. That's the key. That's and the key. I realize his sweet swing usually for game winning hits inside, right, inside, inside and to right field, inside out to right field. Exactly. And you know what? Like I love that guy, dude. We cannot trade him away for one of these pitchers coming up. Oh my god! When people say it's like, oh yeah, we should. Include Glaber Torres no, for no, Max no. Scherzer or for Madison no, no, Bumgarner. No, 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 no. I'd be like, you guys are absolutely fucking insane. Nope. Not a chance. Nope. nope. Not so, a chance. What ends up happening is we have a two-run lead, and Adam Adovino comes in and tries to nail it down and gets the first out pretty quick, gets a strikeout, and then walks a guy, and then I think walks a guy. And then, I don't know. And then, <laughs> then I think he walks a guy. All right, so the bases are loaded. Yeah. Was there two outs? He got a second out. Uh, and, a then, uh, or something. and then Chad Green comes in. Chad Green. There was a 97-mile-an-hour fastball about two inches outside, ball one. Okay. Next pitch, 96-miles-an-hour fastball right at the knees, strike one. Okay. Third pitch, 97, right on the black. Yep. Crushed. You're like, oh no. Max no, Kepler. No, no, no. And the way you see it, it's an outside pitch. He went opposite yeah, he field. He went opposite it. field towards dead Perfect. center. Towards dead center or it's tailing to the left center. Into the gap. And remember, the bases are loaded and we're only up two and there's two outs. So I'm like, good grief. Dom, are you kidding me? We're going to have more extra innings. And then next thing you know, you see. Uh, you uh, see what seems to be a man, but it's more like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Caught it. At the, Caught it. Aaron Hicks. 
Full extension, and diving catch. I have to give kudos to Ryan Rucco on calling an amazing game last Brilliant night. Brilliant call by Ryan right. Rucco. Oh my goodness, he, he makes the catch! Think of it this way, think if I was announcing it and I saw that, I'd be oh, like, oh yeah. my goodness, I can't believe it. Yeah, he's staying that way. I'd be like, what? He is like the moment and he's he's saying what's happening, but he has to stay in the moment. Not only be so happy that the guy caught the ball, but, but describe it to the people at home. And... That voice, I like his voice. Michael I Kay has a great, like, exciting Michael voice. Michael Gray has a, Michael, I almost said Michael Gray. Michael, Michael Gray. Has a has a great voice. Don't forget about John Sterling, Susan Wallman. John Sterling, Sue, is the other side of the pillow. Pretty much. Love that voice. Susan, that's all I'll say. Susan, I thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, you. Susan. <laughs> uh, driven by Jeep. <laughs> WFAN, presented by Jeep. Anyway, I will say this. Ryan Rucco did a great job calling it. He's and been. He's done a great job filling in for Michael K. He has. Too. He has. He's really. He's showing us what he's got, and we got a good backup yep. plan. We really do. Aaron Hicks, by the way, great job. Full extension. Love. Uh, t- Green, Todd. Green. 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 What's his name? Uh, what? Oh, Chad Green. Chad. Chad uh, Todd Green. I'm like Todd. Exactly. I'm like, who the hell is Todd? His reaction on the mound. Yeah, like, see, well, yeah, like, like, whoa. Because he thinks the ball's in the gap and the game's over. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll I think, run score. I think every baseball fan thought that was going to be a tight game. If he not. puts his arms up. I remember he had his hands on his head. He's like this. And Austin Romine's already walking out to the mound because the ball's either going to get caught or it's not. And oh, yeah. the game's over because there's two outs. Runners are going on contact. That guy on first is scoring. Yeah. So, makes the catch. All of a sudden, he has Austin Romine. Huh, was that easy guy, huh? <laughs> Not too shabby. I remember t- uh, Chad Green. We are savages. We are yeah. the New York savages. Yeah. Because think of it, if we aren't the New York savages, we would have lost that game. Yeah. But yeah. we came back, we fought, I fell asleep thinking that we lost. Shame on me for that, by the way. And then I, so you woke up when I texted I woke you. up, I woke up at Did 1 Did th- you see that? I woke up randomly at 1.30 in the morning like I normally do for some reason. I always wake up randomly. And I saw Yankees win incredible game 14 to 12 in right. 10 innings. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait, what? We yeah. won? I'm you like, know, we won? <laughs> I'll admit the only reason I turned it on is because I it got the update on my phone. I'm like, this is getting close. So I watched the final uh, inning or two. And just in the last two innings, there was like 16 lead changes and all yeah. this history being made. And like, holy crap. So that last catch was just, when he lands too, it's one of those, like he lands on his chest, the brim of his hat gets bent in, it's covered in dirt, he's jogging back in, just like, when he gets back up right away and he flexes, that was sick. That was was awesome. Imagine if I saw that live, I think, oh my God. I think everybody in my family would have woken up and be like, James, I'm trying to sleep here. You would have scared the demons in your house. I definitely probably would have scared the demons. You would have woke the demons and scared them. So, yes, 65 wins. That was their 32nd come from behind win. Half of their wins, they came back and won. That's actually insane. Most in MLB, by the way. The second is the Dodgers with like 29, I think. That's a quality you want to have of a team that we're expecting to go all the way. Think of the, you know what it is? If they're down five or six or seven or eight, you feel like they're never out of it. It's not It's not too far out of reach now. You know what's even most impressive? They didn't even have DJ LeMahieu in their starting lineup. That's right. I didn't really see or hear much from him. I saw him hug the crap out of Aaron Hicks in the dugout. As everybody in the state of New York should. Yes. And uh, DJ, you get your rest. You're doing just fine, guy. Man, what a game. Man, what a team. What a team we got. What a team. We got a year. We've got a we year. Have, I think this is definitely... I, f- I feel it. Yeah. There's something about this squad. You definitely feel it. I yeah. felt it with the 9 team. Yes. I remember in August, I said, I think this is a team that could definitely win the World Series. There's just some kind of magic. I'm not sure how to describe it. There's, a, ma- there's a magic. There's a good flow. They're yeah. having fun. And New- even our major issue, which is pitching... It's it's still it's still not it, it's a our, concern, but it's not like it's oh not yeah, like it's we're, devastating we're, us. Our hitting is so freaking amazing that we're getting away with some bad pitching, and we know that one element. If we can just seal that up, get our pitching on point, get maybe one more good arm like a Stroman. I want Stroman, Marcus Stroman, Marcus Stroman. I definitely would be the best fit for the Yankees. Also, we don't need a lefty. We have way too many. Hap, Cece, Paxton. Paxton. 
And I think that's it. That's pretty much that's pretty much but it. But that's my point. We don't need a fourth lefty in the rotation. No, you gotta you gotta balance it out. That's yeah. one of the problems with our that was actually one of the issues with Hayden. Yeah. All heavy right handed batters. Yeah. Most people are righty. So I mean not in baseball. But not me. Yeah. I'm a lefty. So Southpaw. Yeah. But yeah, we are, we are excited. There's something magical about these Yankees, you know? And I think it was that year. Like, you're right. 2009, I could sense it. Nick Swisher would just pump them up in the dugout. It's like a different kind of, like, team bond. You, They're all just stepping up and doing it on the field. And you just feel so happy for each and every one of them. They're all contributing. It's impossible to hate one of these guys yeah. on this team, honestly. Any of them. They don't, Except don't, for Ellsbury. That's pretty much it. He's not on the team. No. So, I mean, <laughs> there's no, like... I don't want to say a rod. There's none of that there's no big feel like ego crap going. Everybody on. has their own kind of thing, and it's this lovely is a new to watch. age. You got Luke Voigt. You got Luke Voigt. That's you know? exactly what I was thinking about. Our big man is Luke Voigt, who's humbled and honored and happy to be there. And also think of it this way: he took a pitch to the face, to the face, and he still stayed in the game. Stayed in the game until he until obviously they had to take him out for a concussion protocol. Concussion but protocol. man, he stayed in the game. He yeah. scored a run. Savage. How much more can he possibly ask? Savages. Speaking of savages, I will say this: we have championship hopes. We're excited. And we have a lot of beautiful, good energy going on right yes. now. Yes. Trade deadline's also coming up, too. Here comes a trade deadline. What's going to happen? Who's coming in? Who's, who's the hopes? The, who's leaving? Who's the nopes? Well, we already figured out who the hope is. We want Strowman. Strowman, I think, would, fit. would be the best fit. Is he a top, top-tier top pitcher? He's been pitching in the AL East already, so maybe he's not top-tier, but... He's still a great arm. He's I mean, think of it this way. Arm. We got Jay Hap. And he's, he was on the Blue Jays. He's so. a competitor too. Like I said, Strowman yeah. is just balls. I want balls on my. I mouth. need. I need that. I need that kind of. That sounds so wrong. Ron Burgundy. He's got the balls. <laughs> That's so saying the pitcher, balls. Yes, but lefty. I don't really think we need an old guy. Bumgarner. Yeah, he had a great audition the other day. Nine innings pitched, like no decision. Of course, yeah, because the Giants can't score. Same deal with uh, Syndergaard. Uh, he had a nine-inning outing with like one run given up, but the, no decision. The one problem with Syndergaard, he's so inconsistent. Yeah, he either gets injured or he has a couple of good outings, and then he has one the injury. shit, out- and then he has one shit outing, and then you're like, oh god. You brought up the point of he's been lifting and getting bigger. Yeah, he's he's been trying to get bigger. He's trying to throw harder. You're like, you don't need to get bigger and throw harder. Look at Domingo Herman. Look how skinny he is. He's a string bean, and and pitching is like a whip. Pitching is like a whipping motion. Uh, clearly, big muscles don't coincide. You don't see a with lot of pitching. You don't see the a last, lot of big muscular pitchers. The last really muscular pitcher it. I can think of is John Rocker. John ooh, John Rocker was that bullpen dude from like the '90s that would sprint angrily to the mound. And later, oh, yeah, that's right. And he and he and he was like later in trouble because he, was he like was he like he, yeah he called a couple of his teammates monkeys. He's racist or whatever. And then you got Rob Dibble, who's probably like upset. He's like a roid rage anger monster and all that other stuff. Roid uh, Rob I, Dibble I, was I, strong. Uh, well, not really strong, but he's like angry. It kind of looked like he was like really strong and all that. Uh, that's stuff. fair enough. Think of, think of it that Roger way. Clemens, maybe because Roger, Roger Clemens. Yes, he the, was on steroids. But yes, but a <laughs> uh, couple of Cy Youngs, Cy Youngs later. Yes, think of it that way. Think of it that way. We'll say this: String Bean, Syndergaard. You're getting too much muscle. You're getting hurt too much. Your body's getting in the way. Take it easy. Take it easy, guy. Take it easy, man. And don't worry. You're not gonna hop across the the hop across the, the, RFK, the RFK bridge over to the Bronx. To the Bronx. Stay, stay over there and. Loserville. <laughs> Sorry. And think of it this way. Max Scherzer, he, he's not going anywhere because the Nationals, they're in it. They're surprisingly in it. They're in it. And uh, they're not, you know, they gave up Harper. They got, they're still, they're winning without Harper. <laughs> think of it that way. I know. that Harper, actually, the Phillies fans, do want to talk about being upset at a, at a player. Like, Burns yes, up. with big money comes big responsibility and yeah. expectations. We get it. But he just had his first walk-off hit, and he is striking out one out of every three at-bats. It feels that way. But so at least once a game. And also, I have to say this, uh, 13 years at 330, no All-Star this year. No All-Star. Same thing with Manny Machado. And uh, we had uh, our, uh, we had, uh, a couple All-Stars. Yeah, we had uh, five, actually. Who should have been? Who should have been all stars if there wasn't for injury replacements? The jersey that I bought, uh, uh, Glaber Torres, uh, uh, DJ LeMahieu. I'm pretty year, sure two year, twenty six million dollars. Glaber Torres yeah. is still on his uh, <laughs> rookie uh, 
contracts, but uh, not really. Uh, I'm just saying, 13 years, 330 million. Doesn't mean jack shit to anybody. Don't mean jack shit. And I honestly think he's just tricked everyone because. He, Are you really surprised? He's I'm, honestly only batted like 260. Like 240, 250, yeah, 260. He, never, like, he hasn't done anything else. DJ LeMayhew is, is making $17 million less than Bryce Harper, and he's batting like all about 70 points higher than him. Yeah, and he's going to be in the same RBI range as him. Like, Bryce Harper's numbers are like 25 to 35, not even 35, 25 to 30, and 75 to maybe he probably had a 100 RBI year. But yeah. still, it's not. As a, we're like amazed by him because he screams and he yells and he pumps up his fans. Sometimes you gotta you gotta appreciate that. And you respect do. It. Yeah. I can see where the extra money is invested. I do, but you also there. gotta think about where the Phillies are, and they're a little bit far away from the Braves, who just can't stop right now. Braves can't stop winning. Nope. They have Acuna. They have Albies. They have those guys. They have. Dallas Keuchel. They just got <laughs> Dallas Keuchel. And you know what? And they're only bound to get better. The you... Phillies, are, they're the ones that have the high expectations and pressure on them. And it hasn't lived up to them. Not yet. A lot of baseball left, though. That's the thing about baseball. It's yeah. a long it's only, season. It's only July 24th. Yeah. We've still got plenty of time. There's about 60 games left. I think some teams have played their 100th game already. Jeez. I know. Well, still, there's 60-plus games. So <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We're going to have a lot of baseball to talk about. But... We're going to talk, we talked a lot of baseball just there, and we're going to yes, talk... We're going to continue on. One more thing about baseball. Yes. And we're going to... And what was that thing you said about uh, being uh, the best uh, drama, I think? Sports being the best drama? Yes. This is, leads up to this one. Perfect drama. Perfect, real, speechless drama. You, it's just like, it, you can't write this in Hollywood. <laughs> so for those who do not know, uh, we did bring it up in our last episode... There's a pitcher named Tyler Skaggs. He passed away on July 1st, earlier this earlier this month. I almost said earlier this year. Earlier this month. In shocking his, everybody. In his hotel room uh, in an away game. They they didn't... Un, no idea why, how... A lot of people said... Speculation prob- about drugs or... Opi- opioids, opiates, things like that. And uh, because he had Tommy John surgery, maybe he had an addiction. Yeah. Then uh, his family reached out to that news uh, station that released that story and was like, you take that down until you have proof. Exactly. Well, and, his autopsy is not until October, I think. Right. So that's going to be a while. So uh, out of respect for that, uh, still, he's a young man. He's a, he's, a, he's a man. He's an athlete, and we look up to these athletes as... You know, they're they're unstoppable. They're superhuman. And a very human thing happened to one of the greats. And Tyler Skaggs, rest in peace. As always. Passed away early. And here's the beautiful thing that uh, ended up happening. Yes. We've been noticing, uh, James even mentioned, that the two teams that were playing that day or that at that time were both 45 and 45. Mm-hmm. That was the jersey number he wore. Yep. The other thing he noticed... He, um, a lot of things. First of all, this was their first home game since getting the news. So this was the first game after the All-Star break. And boy, can you feel the emotions yeah. rising in that, in that, in, in I'm sorry, my, I'm sorry right now. <laughs> because yeah. I can't, I can't help but just, you gotta feel happy for what happened after. That, it's like a happy and it's like a bigger than life thing. So, bigger than, bigger than baseball as always. But I'll yeah. get, I'll get to the point of what actually happened. So if you don't know what happened. First home game back. They're all, every player is wearing number 45. Mm -hmm. So it's basically Tyler Skaggs night. There's been enough pain and enough suffering and just they're trying to celebrate his life. Celebrate his life as a pitcher and as a human being, obviously. But, yeah. And so, the game is started by Taylor Cole. Number 45, Taylor Cole. And And the guy that relieved him was Felix Pena. And here comes the most amazing thing. That happened. They throw a combined no-hitter. On the day they honor their pitcher, they throw a combined no-hitter. A combined no-hitter is extremely rare. Last per- last, Literally, it doesn't happen that much. But literally, Ugh. you couldn't ask for a more perfect time for a combined no-hitter than during a, during a home game after you lose your, your pitcher. Your, your family. You lost your, you lost your brother. His brother. His, his mom threw out the first pitch. His mom, oh my god! His mom threw out the first pitch, and then 
Yeah, I know. It's, oh, it's I know. It's like I I couldn't like I can't even make my sentences like together because yeah. it was just was it? So it was thirteen nothing the yeah. final. So the other thing no said, hitter. Thirteen. The, his birthday was July. 13th. Was July thirteenth. The moment the no hitter finished, and if done, it was in Eastern Standard Time, think of it that if way. If it was in Eastern Standard Time, happened at one in the morning on July thirteenth, which was the same day he was born. That's the same day he's born, and they won. You can't make you can't thirteen to nothing. You can't make this shit up. So the numbers, the signs, and the, then just the yeah. higher than life, just being like then, something bigger than us is happening. And then here. the best part, they put the jerseys. Every on home player plate. surrounds the mound as if it was like the ceremony where they're saying a final goodbye and they all take off their jerseys as if to say you know thank you for being our teammates and all that a piece of you is coming with us and we're going to leave a you know a little piece of you here on this mound because you're always going to be on this mound Mm -hmm. and uh that's some real ass shit i know i i still get emotional like this like the, the kid he's a kid and your friends, your boys that you're rooming with, you go out there and these guys through first guy throws seven innings of no hit and the final guy comes in and pitches two perfect or not perfect, but two no hit innings. It was almost a perfect game. Do you understand? Day. Like these are professional hitters, the other teams. Like think of the emotions they're not, they were think first of all, think of the emotions they were feeling in that game. Okay. They're playing above the human level. They were so Tapped in or tuned into something, or if you believe in that spiritual higher power, which I do, Tyler Skaggs was there. And, he was definitely there, and, and he was smiling. He was smiling. That was so perfectly put. There was just such a warm, beautiful. Are you kidding me? Like when I the, I turned the game on the final inning and I watched it, I'm like, please get these last three outs. But then a part of me is like. Of course, they're gonna get the last three outs. It's impossible. It's it's like this already written beautiful thing. It's like they made they made it this far. It's like it's like a movie. It's like you feel heartbreaking if they screwed it up. Yeah, but, it's but, like but it's almost like a part of me was reassured. Like even if it was, it'd be okay. Yeah, but then they that still energy. Yeah. yeah, that energy is like you know what they it's gonna happen. It happened. You know, not a single player on the other team got a hit. His two brothers, Taylor Cole and Felix Pena, throw from behind no hitter, and. It's very rare in baseball, you know. Not mm-hmm. as rare as a perfect game, but it's extremely rare. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, a, it's just bigger than life. And what a way to honor and to love and to say goodbye to their young brother Tyler Skaggs, who left this earth way too early. And however it happened, it happened. Mm-hmm. So when, exactly. the, when the autopsy comes out, so be it. It's, like it's just, he's still gone. Like, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna come back anyway. And his family, you know, we can come back in memory, but his family still has to deal with the fact that he's never walking through that door again, mm-hmm. or throwing another pitch. Or throwing another pitch. So his brothers did it for him, and they did it well. Yeah. So, wow. I think. <laughs> oh, wow. I think today has been quite it's an amazing episode. The birthday bash. Birthday end, bash ending in tears. <laughs> in some real stuff. Yes. More real, like you say. Get the shit rolling. We are real. We are real. I will say this. That was awesome. Yeah, I know. Whoa. Whew. There's uh, some kind of uh, social media thing. Social somewhere. media thing. Yeah, Twitter, at Life Pinstripes, Instagram, Life and Pinstripes. I posted a nice photo today of our setup. And also, oh, sh- yeah. I forgot about that. Let them know. This wonderful birthday present I got, courtesy of my lovely sister. Sister, sister. She made this. She's pretty much telling me, live my dreams. You know how much you love the Yankees, and you know how much you want to move to New York. Look at that. That's a beautiful skyline. I know. And you know what the best part is? This is going to be our prop on our show forever. Thanks, sis. Thank you very much. You nailed it. Tati. Yes. Great job. Okay. Speaking of uh, social media, I kind of... Social media. Social media. JM21, Stolzenberg, TJ, whatever the hell it is. I'm going to check it eventually. I know. I know. Eventually, one message ever. Yeah, I know. I know. Whatever. I have to send a message. I know. I have to be active. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, do that. Do that. James does all the social media stuff. Oh, yes. I'll help him out sooner or later. So that does it for us today, and I'm glad to have hosted the James Yevon uh, Birthday Bash Special Episode Number Twenty Two. Can only clap it. <laughs> Love it, bud, dude. Yes. 
This was brilliant. Uh, I'm TJ Stolzenberg. Once again, I'm James Yevon, a.k.a. the birthday boy, or belated birthday boy now. Belated birthday boy. And you folks never forget to not rock and or roll. We'll catch you later. See you around.